everyone, and welcome to Shipwrecks and Shanties. I'm your host, Jocelyn, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Siv. Siv, how's it going, man? It's going pretty good, Jocelyn. I uh, have not talked to you in a while. We haven't done a show for two weeks. This is the first time we've switched to our new uh, every other week format. Uh, and honestly, it felt a little weird not doing a show last week, but it know, kind of it did. I mean, is. I was I was happy to have the time, but it was it was weird not to not to record. And there was uh, some stuff that came out just after we recorded our last episode about, um, uh, of course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and we uh, there was a patch in there as well. So uh, we'll go over that very, very quickly. But uh, I don't know about you. I have not been playing quite as much as I was on launch. Um I have been kind of messing around just in the like on my own single player in the sloop. And I mean, I still like playing by myself. I think it's fine. But um, I definitely haven't sunk the kind of time into the game that I thought I was going to be originally. And a lot of that feeling for me was because of what we found out about all the pirate legend stuff, how there wasn't really anything there or anything to grind for. So I lost my enthusiasm i guess for the game <laughs> so would you say it took the wind out of your sails i might say that so <laughs> so i no, mean I, uh, still, I love the game it's still super fun but i haven't been uh i guess prioritizing it over the other games we also had a brand new expansion and a rotation happen in hearthstone which is another game that mm. i cover uh on multiple shows a week so um, with other games kind of doing really exciting things and with the pirate legend news, I kind of fell off of Sea of Thieves a little bit. I probably got like two, maybe three play sessions in in the last couple of weeks. And it's been really hard to prioritize this game over others. Um, but what about you? Have you yeah. been able to to play much recently? I, I actually have not played. Uh, I don't think at all since our last episode, which is unfortunate. Um not for a lack of desire um, by any stretch of the imagination, um, but I've I've just been insanely busy with my my day job, um, and I uh, had an emergency project roll in that requires me to uh, basically work sixteen hour days um, for the rest of the month of April, and that started on the uh, on the eleventh one week ago. So I've put over a hundred hours into that project in the last week and was even kind of busy beforehand and then just other stuff, you know, um, gaming wise. I mean, um, I've been trying to play some PUBG just because I, I like PUBG and there's some new stuff going on with the experimental server and, um, things like that. So I've been playing. Um, the other thing is like, well, I, I like love games CFDs, like that. but sorry, I was going to yeah, say no, games um, like a uh, PUBG. They're just like, it's really easy to drop in, drop out. Like with CFDs. That's exactly what I was heading towards. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> No, uh, Sea of Thieves requires, uh, you know, you to plan a little bit of a time investment. Um, you know, honestly, I've, I've found it's not, it's not the best, uh, post raid game for us. I don't think because you're required to invest a lot of time, have a little bit of planning. It takes time to sail to places. You want to do a couple of voyages. You want to make sure that you feel like, you know, you're getting, some bang for your buck time-wise when you're investing time into the game and not just, oh, well, you know, I've got 45 minutes before I'm going to be wiped out after two hours of raiding and it's 11 o'clock at night or whatever. I want to be in bed by midnight. Okay, 45 minutes, you can get maybe like... Maybe one voyage three. in. Like yeah, <laughs> like, like, like one, one kind of like go out, do a couple voyages and come back to the, um, 
you know, to the the port mm-hmm. um, or the outpost. Yeah, Sea of Thieves and definitely it's just like, feels doesn't like feel, a longer yeah. grind is required. You know, like you need Which, to put in uh, three to four hours in a play session. Because I found that too when I would jump in yeah. the solo sloop as I was like, okay, I'm going to play for like, I have an hour. And it just doesn't yeah. feel like worthwhile, really. <laughs> no, absolutely. I, I, I would, and it's not, like I said, it's not for lack of desire. I would love to... Um, be able to play with friends and be like, all right, Hey, we're going to plan ahead. We're going to have a chunk of three or four hours. We're going to play like, you know, for example, um, our raid team has gone to optional raid night on Sunday night, since we're no longer doing progression. We now have Sunday nights that we usually play video games and it's kind of like, well, maybe I'm going to start doing some stuff on Sunday nights in in sea of thieves and try to spend some time in there with a couple of people and try to get some stuff done. But yeah, I mean, like I said, not for lack of, wanting to play i've just been incredibly busy and and um yeah the the little moments of gaming time that i have um you know it's 11 30 at night i just finished work i'm gonna get two hot drops in in PUBG and call it a night like Mm -hmm. (laughs) just to get my my brain uh off of work or whatever but um but yeah i mean there's been a lot going on mm-hmm. in the world of Sea of Thieves, uh, which is good. Um, I have more questions than answers about all of these announcements and things at this point. But I um, think that's what a lot of people have been saying, because yeah. so we did. We got two patches, so patch uh, 1.0.3 and 1.0.4 all are live now. And we also got a video for the first time in three weeks. So I think yes. that was... Um, I, I was a little bit, um, maybe not disappointed, but surprised by our lack of video content because it seemed like Rare had been putting out a lot of stuff, even right after launch. And we kind of praised them for that, like even giving right. us that video of them talking in front of the whiteboard. Like that was great. Right. And then it was like radio silence for at least in, in terms of um, video content for, for, for two weeks. weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it was uh, kind of a little bit surprising, but I'm glad that they did. They, I think, an- well, air quotes answered to the best of their ability. Yeah. The biggest community question, which was WTF is the future content plans. Like what's going on? Where's our roadmap? Yep. So I think they gave us that. And so good on them. But um, you're right. It, I have more questions than answers out of all of this. Yeah. So um, very, very quickly. 1.0.3, they changed the blunderbuss damage and the eye of reach. That's the sniper rifle. Yes, it is. Ah, okay. So they increased that damage and decreased the shotgun damage. Yes. That was the basically thing. this is just like weapon balancing, right? Yeah. Like they realized that nobody was using the eye of reach because, well, it kind of sucks. It's hard to aim. Yeah. Um, There's a real serious drop off with the projectile from the sniper rifle. There is. Too. Like there when you're is. shooting the in another thing. ship and you can watch your bullet in an arc, like that doesn't yeah. feel right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, another thing that um, that they did do with patch 1.0.3 is they did uh, tweak some things sensitivity wise, which uh, I think were designed around making the eye of reach a little bit easier to use. Mm. Um, I've I've noticed um, using a using a mouse and keyboard um, that it's very, very difficult to aim that thing because the sensitivity and and things of that nature. Um, it's I've considered playing with a controller. I think for this type of game, a controller might be a good um, a good switch for me. It's I really not, like the controller. I did not. Yeah, like well, the that's keyboard. the thing. <laughs> yeah, I know that you've had high praise for the controller. Um, 
it, it took me the longest time to realize like one of the things that, that the sensitivity um, problems were was, was with cannons, right? Mm. When you slide your mouse around for cannons, it's like, I mean, I have my sensitivity set pretty low because I play a lot of FPS games and, you know, you want lower sensitivity to be more accurate. And I move my hand around, you know, a lot. Um, but I mean, I was like dragging and dragging and dragging and dragging and dragging and dragging my mouse. I'd have to pick it up and slide it over on the mouse mount like four or five times, like just to, just to turn the cannon from one side to the other. And, uh, so I'm hoping that the sensitivity stuff has, has tweaked that to where it's easier to use. Now I did discover after more time than I'm willing to admit that, uh, you can use your WASD to aim the cannons and it moves a lot faster, uh, so it just kind of made me think like, well, maybe, maybe it's like big it movement feels user. more like the controller. You're right. Yeah. Like the controller acts more like the WASD, but yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, so yeah, that was 1.0.3. That actually went in last week. Um, yeah. And there were some other bug fixes in there. We won't pour you. I was going to say, yeah, I feel like all but... patches just assume that they're fixing bugs as they yeah. go. So <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that in a little bit later with their video update. But yeah. um, the other thing is patch 1.0.4 went live this week um again lots of bug fixes things like that um legendary ship customizations are finally in the game yeah so this we've is talked what I was, about this at length yeah yeah this is what i was talking about when we were talking about the pirate legend news is i had right. expected the legendary ship just the customizations not the captaincy i had expected them to be in game and i think a lot of people had and so i think we all expected that exactly to be in, on launch I think this is more proof to the fact that they were supposed to be in. And like, cause I mean, obviously all of these customizations are available. So, right. I mean, I was, I, I just was very, very surprised that uh, none of this was just in the game naturally. So yeah, it's there yeah, now it's available for pirate legends. Apparently I just need to become a legend because we were talking about the data mind unicorn the figurehead on the ship is the unicorn <laughs> for the pirate legends. It looks really ah, cool. Okay. It's right. got glowy blue eyes and a glowy blue horn and it right. looks awesome. So now I have another, I have a reason to grind. If I want my unicorn, I got to go be yep. legend. So um, yeah, I I'm with you. I don't love the sales just because the, and I don't think I've ever had full sale customization on a galleon, but the pirate legend sales only color some of the sails, some of yeah, the sails are still plain. And I was like, hmm, that seems weird to me. Even if they just made the other three sails that they've kept, like the, the beigey sail color, even if they just made those purple, I feel like right. that would have been fine. So I, I kind of, yeah, I don't, they don't love need to be, the sail design, yeah. but. They don't need to be emblazoned with logos or anything yeah. like that. But they, I feel like they do need to match the color scheme. Like, I mean, yeah. for me, I know for you, you want our our ship, the um, the SS, you know, friendship and hugs to be <laughs> unicorns and sparkles. And, Obviously. you know, if you could make the ship fart stardust on its way, like <laughs> like the freaking ship from, from the Peter Pan cartoon when we were kids. All of my gold. That would, that. That's what you want. That's yes. what you want. <laughs> Me, I want my ship to look like the freaking ship from hell that's yeah. gonna gobble you alive like the black right? pearl like, <laughs> yes yeah the black pearl is is my uh my mo right kind of i want ghosty all black everything yeah. like you know what i mean i want 
I want my ship to be rolling in with like, you know, the Jay-Z bumping and the, <laughs> and the sails all like, you know, murdered out and like, yeah. you know, tinted windows and everything. Right. Like I want this thing to look like a freaking, you know, rappers Bentley or something you rolling into the club. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I want to, I want it to be fierce, you know, I want, I want Chrome cannons, baby. Like that's, <laughs> that's what, that's how we do, you know? But, um, oh my yeah, God. I don't, I don't know if we're there yet. I know like you can get paint colors for the ship. I know that like there's a sale customization. I think they'll get there because knowing this community, I think that there will be people active on the forums going WTF guys, this kind of sucks. Mm -hmm. I don't just want one sale to change color and still have the rest looking like my grandma's bed sheets. Right. <laughs> I want, everything to look cool right mm -hmm. the whole point of this game the entire reason you're sailing around collecting treasure making money blah 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 reaching pirate legend your reward is customization yeah if your customization isn't on point what's the point like people are going to get really frustrated really fast so i'm going to do some forum searching this week and kind of see like you know if i can find anything that you know people are saying and if not I'm going to get on that because I want oh, this. I'm sure, I want it. I and I'm sure, sure a lot of other people do. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of comments along those lines. And I feel like uh, as much as I'm glad that there is at least now ship customization when you hit Pirate Legend, the fact that there's only one customization, I think you're right, is really, really lacking. They should have like a full gamut of cut. Like what kind of Pirate Legend do you want to be? Do you want to have a unicorn ship? Do you want to have an intimidating skeleton ship? Do you want to have like, there should be, do you want to just have a totally golden ship because you actually like Absolutely. maxed out the merchant Alliance first, like, you know, yeah. what kind of pirate do you want to be? And I think that they're uh, missing the mark by only giving people one option. I mean, anyone who's already hit pirate legend, is not going to have any reason to come back to the game for this, right? Yeah. So, yep, exactly. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm a little bit. I mean, I'm glad that they've put something in, but I think, I think, I think they need to do. They need to do more. And I've kind of felt this way even with the customizations that are available before you hit Pirate Legend, because right. like even then you've only got um, what is it, four or five customizations, and then mm -hmm. there's like an upgraded version of it. So there's right. like um, a lower tier, and then the higher tier is like a little bit more right. fancy, but in the same theme. Yeah. So now I'm willing to give rare a pass for now because of some things he said in the video. Um, and we'll talk about this in a few minutes, but I'm willing to, to give them a pass on this until we see what they mean by focusing on content. And we'll mm. talk about that in a minute. Um, patch 1.0.4 to wrap it up on that note, uh, bug fixes and things like that. And some changes, um, they put a note in there that is a, a little bit cryptic just because I don't know how the tech works, but they noted that the server migration free zone around skeleton forts has been doubled. I read that and I went, huh? What does that mean? I and I, I, as I read through it, I think what that means is it's a balance thing for skeleton forts. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, you can be migrated across servers if there's not people on it. and it would probably feel bad if someone migrated into an area where there was a skeleton fort nearby that you were trying to, you know, take out. And then all of a sudden two more ships show up just because they got migrated. Um, 
that would feel pretty bad. <laughs> well, not only that, um, but I mean, what I'm thinking is I have definitely noticed the amount of skeleton forts and it might be because of server swapping and stuff. But I mean, I go the majority of my playtime without, without ever seeing, seeing a skeleton yeah. fort anymore. And I don't know if that's because I'm constantly jumping servers because I do see that message quite often. So it's like maybe on the server I started on, there was a skeleton fort about to pop, but I got bumped to another server who had just yeah. taken down a fort or something like that. So because we're seeing more migration, I think the time between skeleton forts is getting further and further, which is really frustrating because I literally haven't seen one since my first week of play. I've literally never taken one down. I've never seen the vault and it's really frustrating. So I, I imagine this is like more of a, if you find a skeleton fort, if there's one on your server and you sail towards it, they've made the it's zone bigger and it's not going to yeah. pull you off that server. Okay, yeah. That could um, be too. That's that's how I read it, anyways. Not so much that people won't be pulled into your fort, but that which I which I imagine it goes it both, ways. both ways. Like server migration yeah. goes both ways. But I think um, you're not going to be kicked from a server with a skeleton fort if you are close enough. Close enough to it. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. <laughs> I, I kind of wonder if they are uh, still experiencing some scale issues because it seems like this is a systems problem. Um, not seeing skeleton forts as often felt like during launch week there was always a skeleton fort up right yeah that's how it does and but, it was like you would see the skeleton fort go down and then very yeah. shortly after another cloud another one would, would form. come up and, and we weren't moving yeah. servers then no exactly so i wonder if they because of their launch week woes expanded their servers and have tons and tons and tons of servers and now because there's just not a ton of content their player base has dropped yeah and they still have all these servers active so they I don't know if they have any kind of active scaling technology. I know that that's incredibly difficult. Mm -hmm. um, I'm well, not a expensive. server person, but <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a lot of money and it's a lot of difficult technology uh, to, to actively migrate people between servers like that. So um, yeah, we'll see. I think I'm sure it'll kind of shake down over time and we'll see what happens. Um, there's a bunch of other notes on there. My favorite one, because this is just how I like to play. Um, they noted that players will now correctly take damage from explosive barrels while underwater. This is awesome. <laughs> I like this because my MO is, Hey, there's somebody chasing us. I'm going to take this explosive barrel and go blow them up. And sometimes that means I blow up the barrel in the water next to a dude yeah, <laughs> or set up an explosive barrel, like a trap or, you know, things like that. Uh, yeah. You definitely, so I'm glad that, the barrels. that uh, <laughs> I love the barrels. I will, I am all about the barrels. Uh, I think the last time we played, I had five or six of them up on that uh, crow's nest and on the sail surrounding. I had a whole bunch of them. I was just ready to, to chuck them at people and <laughs> make them go explodey. Yep. Uh, yeah, glad that's fixed. Yes, so that's fixed now. They also, speaking of making things explodey and throwing things off, they made it easier to throw things off your ship. Yes. So I'm, I'm glad. That seems good. Easier to drop items overboard if you don't want them or if you, you know, are trying to set traps. Um, yeah. And you can also put uh, skulls on the shelves in the captain's cat, which was always like my, I'm like, why am I putting oh, yeah. all of my things on the floor? On the floor. <laughs> <laughs> like I am, exactly I am going like. to fall on this skull and I'm going to crack it and break it. And then <laughs> the I know aren't gonna I, want it anymore. <laughs> I, I think that sometimes our captain's cabin got messier than my kid's room. And that's saying a lot. <laughs> like, 
spend most of my life telling them not to put things on the floor. And then in video games, I just go throw everything all over the floor and it's not organized. And Yeah, uh, so I, I think that's great. You can, you know, interact with uh, your ship a little bit better now. So overall, yeah. like it's a, a lot of little issues other than the, the additional customization, but uh, which even then I would say that's a little update. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, but there's totally. lots and lots and lots of more things, uh, issues that were fixed to performance improvements, and, and they gave us updates on some of the known issues as well. So, uh, yeah, as uh, you guys can head on over to seeofthieves.com slash release notes to see all of the information of what was in the patch for this week. Um, but our big topic this week is going to be talking about the content map that they finally gave us. There is both a post on the website as well as a, a video on YouTube. So we got. Uh, Content plans basically from uh, May through until uh, it just says it's fall winter, right? I think is the yeah. is the latest. Uh, so we got uh, three different major content patches, at least the names and a couple of little hints about what's coming. But basically, yep. each major content patch seems to add a new AI threat to the game. And then they also talked a little bit about what weekly events are going to look like. And it seems like weekly events are going to come in after our first major content patch, which was in May. Yes. Well, we'll be in May. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And we didn't get a date in May. They didn't say, you know, this is when the content yeah. is coming. They just said in the month of May, this is going to be happening. So um, the first major content patch, which has been talked about before and detailed before, was supposed to be uh, three months after launch, which yep. um, means that they're it's probably targeting. Hang on, April. So it's actually a little bit early um, because we had the launch at the end of March. So March 20th, mm -hmm. right? Or March mm -hmm. 21st. I can't remember now. Um, yeah. So April 21st, May 21st, like that's two months, guys, not three months. So they are stepping up their content plans. It's going to be sooner than they originally thought. Um, yep. which I think is a direct result a, of listening to yeah. Yeah, the community and the, all the forum posts and people basically saying, um, guys, <laughs> maybe you could help us out here and give us something more right. to do. So exactly. they bumped up their content plans. We're getting it in May instead of June. Uh, I would say probably late May because I wouldn't expect a big content patch no. that was planned for three months, going to come in two months. Mm. I don't think we're going to get that in a month yeah. and a half. <laughs> so. No. No. Uh, it's called The Hungering Deep, which uh, is kind of interesting because to me, it evokes thoughts of the Kraken, which we mm -hmm. already have in game, obviously. But um, yeah, we're going to get a new AI threat with that. Uh, but they didn't detail what was going to happen in terms of like if The Hungering Deep was still going to include what they've previously said, which was microtransactions for pets and stuff, unless I missed something in the video. They, they didn't say it in the video, um, but both pets and ship captaincy have been quote moved to the back burner. Um, that's directly from their, um, from their uh, content plans uh, post. Oh, from the blog post. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The blog post they did. So, which it is a little me, bit disappointing. Well, it's kind um, of disappointing, but at the same time, I like that they're saying because pets are the first microtransactions in the game, right? So they're right. essentially by saying that pets are moving to the back burner. I'm a little the, the ship captaincy stuff moving to the back burner is unfortunate, but pets moving to well, the back burner tells me that they are trying to do right by the community. And I because agree. all of these updates are going to be free, that's the other thing. So. Right. 
I think they're trying to do right by the community and deliver on content plans and promises before introducing microtransactions to the game. I think there would have been yeah. a huge amount of upset people and pushback had they said, okay, we're going to prioritize pets and microtransactions and not content. So I think they're making the right move right. here. I agree. And yeah, they're bumping up the actual in-game content at the expense yeah. of some more cosmetics and more mechanics and stuff like that. So I, I think, think it's that, good it's on the back burner. Yeah, I think they... I think the pet the pet move is a good one in that, you know, for the reasons you just said, it's the right thing to do by the player base. Let's give them some content before we come out with something we can charge them money for. Yeah. Because otherwise people will view that as greedy. I think ship captaincy, it's unfortunate that it's gotten bumped back, but I I have to speculate. I have to wonder if it doesn't um involve some sort of mechanics change that uh is gonna take a lot more work, whereas they could just push some new content give us more to do mm -hmm. and work on other can exchange right yeah and maybe maybe they looked at it and they went okay look people are complaining that there's not enough to do we could push out hungering deep if we remove ship captaincy yeah we could push it out a month early you know it's it's pretty much done we're just tweaking a few things uh so maybe that's what they decided to do just push a content patch not content patch plus mechanics changes plus microtransactions yeah um which again i think the microtransaction thing is 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 good um but yeah i mean this video it's 13 and a half minutes or so um and it's good and we needed this we needed to hear from them as to okay what's the future and one of the things that they were very clear about was launch through april we're fixing things, right? Yes. We're we're we've been inundated with players. We didn't expect it to be this popular. They didn't say that, but that's what they're saying in saying this. <laughs> uh, and that caused a lot of problems. And they're trying to fix those problems to get the core gameplay to where they want it to be. You know, from a from a system standpoint, from a mechanical standpoint, and from a um, this thing works standpoint, right? Yeah. They have said that May, starting in May, they're going to shift their focus from bug fixes to content. And they're going to produce content after content after content after content and just keep that drip feed of new content coming. Mm -hmm. um, so that's good. That's the good part for me of this video. And we'll talk more about the content in depth a little, a little bit here. But this video was also super frustrating to me because I like specifics. Mm. I like when you hear about, hey, patch such and such is coming on May 28th, 2018. Boom, here it is. And here's six bullet points of what it will include and how those things work. And then do a YouTube video explaining systems. And you know, some people won't well, care about that, might, but a lot of people all, like me do. We might get all of that in the next couple of weeks, I think. Um, and that's true. Right. Basically, um, I, and I don't want to say that they rushed out a content map, but we've already said they had expected to put out their first major content patch three months after launch. They've now moved that up to two months after launch. So right. I feel like um, getting the content map updated with realistic expectations for their team was the priority here. So they don't necessarily want to say this is what's coming because like you said, we've already talked about how they had to back off on pets and ship captaincy to get right. us this content earlier. So I exactly. feel like they're like, okay, here's what our map looks like. 
give us a couple of weeks. You guys wanted right. the map. Here it is. Give us a couple of weeks. We'll tell you exactly what is going to come in all of those updates. And I, I really hope I, that they do that. I think it's fine. And they I think that they still deserve um, like content map was the biggest thing asked for by the community by far because they were yes. like, WTF are we supposed to do in this game? So, yeah, I think we can still say that Rare is listening and they are so. responding. And I think we need to give them a little bit of maybe not necessarily yeah. like breathing room, but just give them time because they've shown us like would they deserve the benefit of the doubt. I think they're still doing great things and they're listening to the community and they're being uh transparent and they're being vocal so i think we just need to let them adjust because this obviously was not the plan from the beginning so the fact that they are turning around and adjusting within three weeks of launch is something that i don't really remember another Mm, company doing aside i I haven't seen anyone pivot like that i i the only thing this kind of reminds me a little bit of um mass effect 3 and all of that ending stuff and the fact that they patched a new ending into the game within the first month of launch because everyone was so upset with the ending the original ending in that game that's the last time i can remember a company pivoting so hard and putting out new content in a result like as a result of community feedback so i will trust that your analogy is accurate (laughs) spoiler alert i never played any mass effect oh dude you're missing out but anyways that's a that's conversation for another day but um so i think that we you deserve to give them the benefit of the doubt to say like, okay, they I changed their content map and they gave it to us. So thank you, Rare. Moving on. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I would agree with a caveat. I, I think that they do need to follow this up with some sort of communication as to, they threw out a lot of buzzwords. Okay, like yes. a lot. And, well, we're, and think- we're sitting there going, what does it mean? Yeah. Like it's, it's like looking at somebody's resume and it's just all full of like made up catchphrases, right? Yeah, like and something I, and Barney Stinson would do. And I'm I do just like, I understand that feeling, but I think, um, like yeah, I said, I we wanted to meet, give them you know? the benefit of the doubt because I think we're going to get our meat next week or the week I think after. so too. Because we're, I, just, I mean, I we're coming to the is. end of April, right? So I think right. this was more of a you asked for it. Here it is. Here's the first three names of our first big patches. And here's weekly events, which is going to fill in the in-between. So we should we should talk about that a little bit. So yeah. um, Hungering Deep first new AI threat. Uh, they also talked about Skeleton Thrones, which I thought was kind of interesting. So basically the idea of the Skeleton Thrones is that they are going to be hard to get to locations in the world that you'll be able to see from they made it sound like fairly far away. Sure. And so the reward, like there's going to be basically a reward if you can platform up to it. Right. I mean, yeah, I'm excited about this um, because I think we need more things like this, just different, different things to do. Right. Yes. I'm not a hundred percent sure how it's going to work because I've gotten, I've gotten pretty good at, at uh shooting myself on top of stuff with a cannon so yeah so i feel like wondering if it might be more along the lines of like you you won't necessarily be able to shoot yourself there through a cannon yeah they'll have to take cannons into account um but you'll also have to be able to see it from far away so i'm wondering if we'll just get like a purpley glow through a crack or something just to be like, oh, there's a skeleton thrown in there. I'm going to go over to that island and try to figure out how to get into that cavern. Yes. Um, yeah. 
Because yeah, you're right. They like, can't just put them on high peaks on islands because then no, you'll just cannonball right. over to them. Yeah. One of the things they talked about was cursed cannonballs. This really intrigues me. I'm really excited about this because one of the downsides about PvP in this game, and we've talked about it, and they've made some changes that have helped, it takes so long to sink another ship. Like it takes a long time. So if like yeah. you can do something that you know disables a ship or does more damage or who knows? Like, I don't know what cursed cannonballs are. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. But it sounds like something for ship-to-ship combat or ship-to-land combat. I mean, you're going to fire it out of your cannon because it's a cannonball. It's going to do something different, and that's exciting. Yeah. Because ship combat is a little boring, hence my love affair with explosive barrels. Um, kind of, you know, in some ways making my own fun. Um, but... Which is what the devs want you to do. Make your own fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, But I'm excited to see a new new way to get into some some combat with your ship and making the ship more a part of, you know, the gameplay and who you are in in the combat. I think a lot of people kind of tend to steer away from ship combat unless it's going to be decisive. And uh, this could change some of that. So I'm excited. Yeah, it's possible it could even level the playing field if they're powerful enough. Like instead of stocking normal cannonballs, maybe you stock cursed cannonballs as a sloop. And when a galleon comes after you, you can outmaneuver them, shoot them a few times with cursed cannonballs and level right. that playing field of the two before feeling. So um, I hope it's uh, I hope it's like a limited resource that you like. Oh, I found one. You know, yeah. like on an island somewhere. Oh, I oh yeah, I don't think that it doesn't know. sound like it's, it's not. No, going to be yeah, as, as popular be. as regular cannonballs. But uh, which this gives me hope that I will get freaking grappling hook and rope idea or mm. my Sharknado idea or things like that. Right. <laughs> like they're putting things in the game that. I mean. Yeah, OK, so I was going to say that they're putting things in the game that don't exist in the real world but i mean i guess like you know depending on who you talk to walking around live skeletons that attack you don't exist in the real world either but as far as like a mechanic standpoint as far as like ship and your guns and your sword all the things you're using are quote real stuff right there's nothing magical there's nothing well and that's the thing that uh, i like about cursed cannonballs is because i feel like they're leaning in a little bit more into the mysticism of the world which they haven't i think they need that so far so I think this is really good because it's it's fleshing out that portion of the game and that portion of the game, like magic stuff that you can't see in the real world. Like that's often a really big selling point of video games, right? Like people don't necessarily want super, super realistic video games all the time because that's boring. I can do that in my right. regular life. So right. um, I think that, yeah, the curse cannonballs and leaning into the mysticism of the world is really interesting. And I want to see them do more with that whole faction. Um, yeah. And definitely. that whole idea. So they also did promise new or sorry, unique rewards and new mechanics. And those were mostly uh, coming not only with Hungering Deep, but also these weekly events, which I like the idea. And I mean, it it feels ripped straight from Warcraft from right now because we have weekly quests in war in Warcraft that kind of rotate every 14 weeks or so. Um, And I think you see a lot of games do. Yeah. Short term weekly events. Yeah. Warcraft is just the thing that I I have in my head as something I do. Make sure I log in and do weekly because there's a big reward. So um, I like the idea. And they did say 
that all the weekly events were going to be unique. So it sounds like they're mm -hmm. not going to do a rotating set of like six or eight. They're literally going to be different every time, which I like. Um, my one kind of uh, real big concern with Sea of Thieves in general is just the reward system and how like as you level up and do more things, like you still always have a chance to get the base chest. And I think that I'm going to be a little bit hesitant about these weekly events until they address that just because right. like, I don't want to go and do some big weekly event and get a seafarer's chest, you know, like I want right. the good ones. I don't want crappy ones. So we'll have to see what they're talking about when they do say uh, unique rewards and we'll have to see how all this plays out. But I do, I'm hopeful, I guess. Yeah. For this. I think one of the coolest things for me is that oftentimes with uh, short-term events that are, you know, say weekly or whatever, and they're going to run on a cycle, right? If you miss it, you're going to have to wait a long time for it to come back around, right? Like I think about, you use the example of WoW and, um, you know, if you miss Ulduar time walking, guess what? It's going to be three months before you can do it again. Yeah. Um, one of the things that they did say is that at some point, it, it wasn't super clear if it's just as soon as the weekly event is out, it's out. But they did say they are going to become part of the world, right? Like they're going to stay. So I don't know if that means... The weekly while hungering deep is running yeah the weekly events are going to be a permanent part of the world all i of them. definitely missed that yeah no they said that they the said video. that it was going to be a way to introduce new mechanics but they didn't say it was going to be that the event that the reward well, no, no, the was event's gonna not going to stay but yeah it's, okay it's okay. gonna it's gonna i think the thing like that the when event they put a new is, faction is in gonna, they'll have an event for the faction is what right. i got out of that yeah yeah so i i think that those things will stay in and the event mechanics will be there and you can, you know, they're repeatable. You can do them. They're adding another way to play. Right. But um, the, I don't, I did not get the, be the feeling quote, weekly event, but I did not um, get well, the, and again, that the rewards were going to stick at all. So I mean, oh, I did, but again, no, I don't think I don't that they think were so. super, they weren't super clear on that. I don't, yeah, think. I definitely uh, don't think because so we'll there's literally no point to calling a weekly to calling it a weekly event then. If there's nothing that's going to leave after that week, then it's not really an event. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I almost wondered if it was going to be like, here's the events for the hungering deep. They're going to run on a rotation and, you know, there's gonna be six of them and we're going to do one a week. And then our next content patch is going to drop and everything from hungering deep is going to be baked into the game. Does that yeah, make sense? I did not get that sense at all. <laughs> I, that was just what was in my head. Yeah, Which could be wrong. They, they specifically but... said that they are going to be unique events, so there will be no repetition because they're hmm. a way to introduce the community to a new mechanic. Sure. And well, and it's, like it's done for example, player engagement, right? Yeah. The example that they gave was um, like searching underwater caves and finding treasure chests and stuff. And I mean, this I I didn't actually love this example. This example kind of like ticked me off a little bit to be honest, um, because they were talking about how there might be an NPC in the outpost talking about how, you know, someone stole his treasure or whatever, and then you have to go find it. And I'm like, oh, great. It's another fetch quest. I would much rather there was no NPC, no voyage, no nothing tied to it. Just like as you're exploring, we have now added a special sunken treasure chest that's going to be in coral reefs, in sunken ships that are part of the scenery, in, you know, like in those hard to reach places. 
there's now a reward for finding them. That's what I want. I don't want some yeah. NPC being the next gold hoarders saying, please go find my treasure chest and bring it back. Like, no. Or even if you <laughs> if you found a treasure chest on it, right? But it, let's say you find a treasure chest in a hard to reach place and it says, you know, property of Jim Bob McGillicuddy. And you go, oh, hey, I've heard of Jim Bob McGillicuddy. He lives at Plunder Outpost. And you go take it back to him and he goes, oh, hey, you found my chest. And, you know, that could be interesting because then then it gives the player a decision to make. Right. Do I go all the way back to where I know this NPC is or Or do I I sell it it to the the, to the closest vendor and just capitalize on that and have it like be be worth more if you take it back to the original owner or if you're, you know, being chased or whatever, you can drop it off at the nearest outpost and and get what little gold you can before it's stolen. That kind of player choice, I find, is more interesting than just a fetch quest it's more compelling yeah Yeah. so uh so anyways that was the example that they gave and then that kind of made me feel like it was like i don't i'm not even i guess the new mechanic would be loot in those hard to find places i don't really know but anyways the the weekly events again we didn't get really enough information to Mm -hmm. decide like or to understand what the weekly events are going to be and how they're going to work other than there will be unique rewards new mechanics and non-repeating from what they said in the video from what i gathered from the video so however this plays out we will get weekly events in between all the major content patches so basically from hungering deep in may they plan weekly events all the way through like this is how sea of thieves is going to work after may is there is going to be something new and different to do every single week which i think they need as long as it has compelling rewards and maybe this is how we're going to see all of our customization that the game is currently kind of lacking um right. so you know unique rewards could be like oh you found a, an underwater treasure chest you get a new hat like things like yeah. that that's that's the kind of thing or, i'm hoping to see at a weekly events but they are going you know to be what like, i'd be happy with um and, and i'm not i don't they mentioned some things about how they're going to give you more ways to reach legend, right? And I feel like we need that because it's a grind yeah. right now. You you grind, you grind and grind and grind and grind and grind, and then you mention legend. I think it would be cool if these weekly events gave some form of bonus XP, right? Like you play a weekly event in Heroes of the Storm, you can score some bonus XP, yeah. right? Helps you level up. I think it would be nice. Yeah, and other games do this as well. Fortnite does it, and whatever, but. I think it'd be cool if these weekly events helped expedite your reputation standing with one of the three factions or yeah. maybe one or Which two. It, or, you know, I, think it, I think it probably will. Um, I hope so. Yeah. I, I, I want that because I want to be pirate legend and I don't want to grind for 150 hours or whatever it's going to take to, I don't even, <laughs> I don't, I don't even necessarily is. mind the grind, at least for the gold hoarders and for the um, mystic ones, like uh, order of souls. I don't mind those quests. But uh, the merchant quest, the merchant like alliance, the merchant ones, like, oh, yeah. my God, that like those are not nearly rewarding enough. And well, and obviously, the only way I mean, that I've been able to really get that XP with that faction is looking on islands and looking at shipwrecks and finding the rare tea and the banana crates and stuff like that. And even then, it's not usually I don't even fill up the banana crates until I know that I'm going to be done for the night. And then I fill up the banana crate, sell the banana crate and log and log off. So it's, um, that's the way I've been leveling up. I haven't actually been doing the missions for them. And, uh, Mm. anytime that I have done the missions for them, it hasn't been rewarding enough to be worth my time. So 
Um, yeah. I think they need to change something with the Merchant Alliance and giving, yeah. um, doing more rewards or helping boost that XP for a week would be would be really, really welcome. Um, yeah. And I mean, I, mean, I obviously know. I like the idea for, of like tabards from WoW where you can champion yeah. a faction. Right. And I think yeah. that would be worthwhile, too, is to champion the faction of the Merchant Alliance, put that as my flag at the top of the ship. And then even if I'm doing things for other factions like even if i'm grinding treasure chests from gold hoarders i'm still also getting a little bit from merchants so it's like right. passively gaining yeah. reputation with them i'd much rather do nice. that well um, I mean, as you know i'm uh i'm not a huge fan of having livestock aboard the ss friendship and hugs mm-hmm. um i brought a chicken I, on board and i thought you, Siv was you gonna kept murder putting me that it. damn chicken right next to me <laughs> and i threw him off the ship on accident on accident i was i, I wanted him further away accident. from me okay <laughs> it was, i accidentally i mean here's that i was standing on the back of the ship and i was trying to set him on the flagpole in the back that you can walk on and uh yeah you can't set stuff on that it falls <laughs> off uh so the next so, content uh, patch after hungering deep is going to be cursed sails uh where they said this this is when we're going to get a new ship type they didn't say what kind of ship type but they did say a new ship type uh, so I think this is going to be interesting, potentially. I don't know. A lot of people have been asking for larger ships. A lot of people have been asking for the ability to make a fleet or like the equivalent of a larger party slash a guild, like whatever you want to call it. Um, so I don't know if they're ever going to do that. I'm not a huge fan of the idea. Of, I think I think any sort of a guild system or any sort of a larger party spread over a couple of boats, any kind of system like that, I think will be taken advantage of. So. I don't necessarily know if that's the right way to go, but I'm interested to see what they're going to bring in with the new ship type. And then I also assume Curse Sails is going to be some sort of, because they did say new AI threat with each AI of these. Threat, yeah. So Curse Sails, maybe like skeleton ships and stuff, which is really interesting because I thought That'd that they cool. had saying, I thought that they had said that they weren't going to bring in AI controlled ships so that whenever you saw a ship, it would be a person. But I think if they do like ghost ships, so it's very obviously not a player ship. I think that would be fine. And that would be really interesting. And if there is like one ghost ship sailing the server, I think That'd that that awesome. could be really cool. So that'd um, be awesome. Yeah, I let's, think it's let's, um, like maybe only at night or something. And, you know, yeah, like, that would be awesome. Yeah, things like that. Maybe let's they're take a only found here, in Jocelyn. a storm. <laughs> let's take a moment to speculate wildly as to what this new ship type is. I'm going right. to go out on a limb. And I'm sure that this is not going to be it, but I would hope and and dream that that they might do this one day. I'm going to say that the new ship type is an eight man dreadnought, right? Like a ship bigger than a galleon with like 16 cannons, like on two decks and an extra mast. And it's really hard to control. But I was going to say, as really long as they're out of the stuff. I'd be kind of okay with them creating something like that as long as it was punishing if you don't have eight players. So like running a ship like that with five would be really, really difficult, nearly impossible. So I would, yeah, like I want there to be a penalty if you don't have a full crew. Um, I want it to be harder to maneuver and kind of slower. Like I want it to feel big and clunky when compared to the galleon but especially when compared to the sloop because um 
people already complain about galleons hunting down yeah, sloops. And I do true. think another um another ship type would be good so that it's not just always galleons on sloops. Like you kind of need right. a rock, paper, scissors kind of a situation. We do. And uh, right now, like it would be really cool if something as big as the uh, I mean, you use the term dreadnought. We'll just go with that. Let's call it a dreadnought. Um, if the dreadnought could take out a galleon very easily, but because it's so hard to maneuver, the sloop would be able to basically run circles around it and get it. So I have thought positions. about that. I think that there's a way to do that. And I think that the way to do that is to make it so big that it sits higher in the water and your um your cannon um like your cannons cannon are higher up out of the water right yeah so changes? it's more difficult yeah. to yeah so let's say like let's say that all of your cannons are in gun ports right mm -hmm. so you have an extremely limited left to right and up down range of motion right it's yeah. it's very very difficult to that i think also it would be interesting to have all your cannons below decks just because that makes it more difficult to operate with less than eight people mm -hmm. right or six or whatever you know um and so you're you're causing some some definite like hard splits between your crew you need to have some people up top some people below and all this stuff and, and um, i think that it could also to have to communicate because it's going yes. to be harder with all your cannons below decks it's gonna be harder to see what's going on you're pretty right. much going to have to be on one side of the ship or another manning a cannon and the people above are going to have to be communicating like, OK, coming up on the right, you know, we're coming up on them or they're coming up on us or whatever. Like you're going to have to tell yes. them where to aim because all they're going to be able to see is the circle out of the cannon, essentially. Um, well, and so there's going to be some some serious downsides to having something this big with as much firepower in that. I think it should turn slower yeah. than anything else. I think speed wise, it has to, if you are operating it efficiently, I think it has to be the same speed as, as the galleon at least. Yes. Um, but I think that it Which should turn sense, a lot it's gonna slower. Have, right. uh, it's going to have more sails, right? So the more sails, right. the more wind. It's going to have more mass, so. but more sails. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it should turn a lot slower and I think it should just be so freaking big that it's going to be different and you're going to be spread out on it to where it's going to be difficult to notice if somebody's snuck aboard, mm. right? And I think that in addition to that, we should have some of those like things that we talked about before, like not necessarily the grappling hook. There should be other entry points, right? Yeah. Like not just the two right next to where you can see. I think there should be at least four entry points on a ship that size. Yeah. And you can't cover them all, even with eight people. If you're sailing the ship, you're going to be so busy sailing the ship, you can't cover all the entry points. Yeah. So that gives an advantage to something like a sloop with an explosive barrel, right? Like... <laughs> which that's what we know I is do. your favorite place. <laughs> that's that's yeah. how I roll. <laughs> style. Yeah, I get that. So anyway, uh, what would yeah. you like to see? What what would you like to see the new ship type be? I like I like everything that you just said. I think that they pretty much have to go bigger because what I don't want to see is I don't want to see a one man ship. I think the sloop Robo. is small enough. So, I mean, I don't think that I want to see anything that is going to penalize small crews any further than they currently feel penalized. So, yeah. I think if they're going to go anywhere, they're going to go bigger. So, I mean, I don't know necessarily if they were going to go eight man. I think maybe possibly six might be a good um, next step up. So that's kind of that's kind of my 
uh, that's kind of my plan or my uh, yeah. not plan, but that's that's what I think is is possibly coming is they're going to have to go bigger because I don't see how they go smaller um, without yeah. without hampering the play style of a single player. Like, I mean, the sloop is easy enough to you to do on your own. Um, you, you don't really need to make a smaller boat and you don't want to give them less firepower. Like and I also right. don't think you want to necessarily single out single players. Because they feel targeted enough already when people think, oh, there could yeah. be either one or two. If you like make it very obvious that there's only one, then that's that's going to be a problem. So um, yeah. I think bigger is probably the better way to go. And uh, I mean, if we've got a two and a four, six is the next one that makes sense. Unless, you know, mm -hmm. two, four, eight also kind of makes sense. Depends I mean, they're on doubling, yeah. what kind of yeah. math you like. <laughs> yeah, so, I like exponential math. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, uh, so anyways, that's Cursed Sails. The next one that we heard was Forsaken Shores, which is going to open up a new part of the world. And again, there's going to be some new AI threat that's going to be brought to the world with the opening up of the Forsaken Shores, which I find is really interesting. They did talk a little bit a couple weeks ago about how uh, originally the map was much larger. They have a lot more islands made. They have a lot more stuff made. They just wanted the, or the world to be a little bit smaller on launch. So that people could kind of get used to the game, I guess. Uh, but yeah. that that was the size of the world that made sense to them anyways, from a content perspective. Yeah. So I think do know good. that they I mean, have a lot more world to show us. And Forsaken yes. Shores seems to be the first part. And Forsaken Shores is going to be coming. Um, so, yeah, I didn't actually. So Hungering Deep is in May. Then uh, Cursed Sails is summer and Forsaken Shores is also summer. So I would say probably May, July. September or September. Possibly, yeah, like yeah. maybe late August. But uh, but yeah, I would say we're probably looking at a couple months between each piece. I think so. so. Uh, but we also do have then three fall winter large content patches that are expected as well. So um, yeah, I think September for Forsaken Shores, like early September, late August mm -hmm. is probably a good bet. And then we'll have three yep. more pieces. Um, and it says fall winter. I don't know if they mean. Well, I guess if it says fall slash winter, that's all 2017 content, right? So, yeah, I mean, if it said winter, you could you could you could make say the assumption they're going to push into 2019. Yeah, but, but fall um, tells me that yeah. it, they're they're this is what we can they're expect for 2018. Yeah. So, Forsaken yeah. Shores is going to be really interesting. I think um, just because I think it's so going to open up a new part of the map and a new right. newly themed part of the map because right now we have three basic areas of the map that all have islands that feel very similar and yeah, you can kind themed. of tell yeah. yeah you can tell when you're moving from one area to another so forsaken shores is going to add to that yeah exactly and I, I think it's good and and they keep saying you know i mean we know progressively less and less about the stuff that's further out and that's probably by design yeah um and they keep saying new gameplay mechanics new ai challenges yeah so it's like okay new ways to play new stuff to do all good all good things, and that's what we want to see out of out of these uh, continual content patches. Yeah, and again, I I think that they've done a pretty good job pivoting and listening to the community. So I'm looking forward to seeing what more information we get. I think we're going to get it probably in time for our next show. So two weeks from now, hopefully, cross your fingers. Yeah. More information about Hungering Deep. Uh, but before we wrap up this week, we do have a piece of listener feedback coming from ServoTech over in our Discord. So if you guys haven't joined it already. You can go to bit.ly slash TGI Discord and join the Shipwrecks and Shanties conversation in there. But Servotech says Hungering Deep is supposed to be a is supposed to bring a new AI threat. To me, that all points to Kraken, which is already in the game. What do you think the new threat will be? Giant shark. <laughs> that <laughs> Giant is my shark. guess. 
giant shark. Um, something that you Left can shark. Yeah, something you can see coming from a from fairly far away because of you know the shark fin. Um, yeah, and something that is going to have a really big mouth. <laughs> yeah. Um, I. I don't know. Hungering deep could be a lot of things, right? Um, it, it could be shark related. It could be kraken related. It could be. I don't giant think it's going to be kraken. It be, yeah, and I, don't I mean kraken. I think it's, in the game. It's kraken a is already the there, already. and it's. Yeah. I mean, hungering to me says giant mouth, and you never even see the head of the kraken. And I know a lot of people were a little bit disappointed with the kraken design, just because it didn't seem as threatening when you were in the actual encounter as it possibly could have been. Um, So I think that they're going to either change up the Kraken or kind of steer away from another tentacle monster. So, which is why I think giant shark Um, they've talked a lot about the AI behind the sharks and how they work. So they've obviously put a lot of time into creating the AI for the sharks. I think uh, making a giant shark isn't too much of a stretch, especially since they bumped up their timeline for the release of this content. So I'm putting my, I think my, my prediction is, is giant shark. I am going to go a little bit different direction with my prediction. Uh, Given the fact that they have talked about skeleton thrones and cursed cannonballs, I'm going to say it has something to do with skeletons. Um, I'd love to say ghost ship. Ghost ship is probably going to be my go-to. Um, that's my I hope, think ghost anyway. ship though. Ghost ship is probably going to come with cursed sails, though. I would think Maybe. that would be my guess I, for when ghost ghost sails ghost yeah. ships are going to come. Uh, one I don't other know. thing they call it hungering deep, and the, the, it just could be so many things. Uh, well, yeah, and one I'd other like thing that, ship, that we've but... actually seen data mined is more mermaids, actually, as sort of um, NPC yeah, characters. Yeah, I was thinking about that. Yeah. So. Mer- like uh, hostile mermaids could be something that we see. At, and I mean, this, I mean, hostile mermaids could also be something coming out of Forsaken Shores is, you know, the mermaids that we're familiar with in the Sea of Thieves as it currently stands are friendly. They help us get back to our ships. They come to us in times of need. Friendly mermaids. What if their brethren have been forsaken out in the Forsaken Shores and mm. have turned evil as a result or something like yeah. that, you know? So right. I, that could be the AI for Forsaken Shores. But hungering deep, mermaids are also underwater creatures. So there it's could true. be a hostile, hostile mermaid population sort of thing tied to hungering deep. But I, I still think giant shark. That's my number one prediction. But I think ghost right. ship and hostile mermaids are things that could pop up in the future. And I think it's yeah. going to go giant shark, then um, ghost ship, and then hostile mermaids with forsaken shores so that's my yep. content that's what i my predictions for the content map that we got this week hopefully i'm right but yeah ghost <laughs> ships ghost ships could be really cool so uh either way i'm looking forward to having more ai things and i hope they do it sounds like they're going to do more ai on the seas as opposed to like right now the skeletons are all confined to their islands right so right. the more things that can happen to me as I'm sailing across the map, the better, especially since we've got some uh, lower server populations now. So I, I yeah. and I still haven't seen a freaking Kraken. I haven't either. But again, I haven't played much lately. So. Well, yeah, I know you haven't played lately. I have been playing and I still haven't seen a Kraken. And again, I don't know we'll if it's find because one. of all the server hopping and everything that's happening. But um, yeah, 
the more things that they put in the world that can threaten me while I'm sailing, the happier I'm going to be, because that's going to make each time I sail from island to island that much more exciting. So yeah, exactly. When the game first came out, I felt like I was excited because I was bumping into ships all the time. And now sure. that's not happening as much. So mm-hmm. I feel and storms are so big and so avoidable that really the only kind of threat on the high seas is if I find a shipwreck and go jump in the water and then there's sharks. Or if I'm, uh, you know, lucky enough to, to run across a kraken, which I haven't done yeah. yet. And I wonder I wonder if the kraken kind of. um is leaving me alone a little bit because I'm all by myself. Um, it could be. I don't I know. I don't know how the Kraken a, AI a is encounter. built. But, yeah, I don't either. Uh, but yeah, I haven't, since I've been playing by myself, I haven't actually run across one. So yeah. um, I don't know. But we'll see. Uh, that's a great question, Servotech. Thank you so much for writing in. Uh, again, you can go to bit.ly slash TGI Discord, all one word, in order to uh, join in the conversation, both with the rest of the gamers and fans, but also in our specific Shipwrecks and Shanties channels. We also have a couple of voice channels set up for Sea of Thieves. So if you're looking for teammates, best thing to do is uh, ping the Shipwrecks and Shanties channel and then join one of our voice chats and people will jump in with you. We do have a very active and very fun community over in Sea of Thieves. Uh, in our absolutely Shipwrecks about Sea of Thieves in our Shipwrecks and Shanties uh, text channels. So, yeah, come and join the fun. Uh, that's going to do it for us this week. Siv, where can folks find you on the Internet? You can find me on Twitter at Siv Plays Games. Awesome. And you can find me on Twitter and Twitch. I'm at Joss Plays. That's J-O-C-E Plays. Thank you guys so much for listening. And until next week, drink up, me hearties. Yo-ho. I find I say drink weird. I don't know why. <laughs> you say drink all the time. I... I don't think it's weird.